You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya of the Denver Gazette, and my good friend Nick Ferguson, who I ran into in the press box today. He was in there cheering in the press box. Big no-no. Had to had to leave the press box uh, during that Marlon Mack uh, touchdown. Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing uh, wonderful. Now I I left to be full disclosure. I left on my own. No one threw okay. me out. No one <laughs> threw me out. Uh, I didn't really I didn't really yell that much. I was just like, oh, that's all I said. That, that's, yeah, yeah, that's all I said. And then all these heads turned around and just kind of. Look back to well, I didn't realize it was you. Yes, where's that coming from? But you probably say, said this who's the idiot uh, <laughs> yelling and screaming in the press box? That's probably what you I said. didn't say that. I was just like, I, I honestly was still in shock that the Broncos had that good of a play. Um, but I, I, I turned around, I was like, oh, it's Nick, and then you left, <laughs> and I was like, oh, there goes Nick. Yeah, man, I, I was uh, uber excited because just like you, man. I mean, things look rather bleak for the Broncos at that point. They were down 27 nothing. Fans were leaving uh, the stands. And I just wanted to take a trip down on Media Row just to see how the media was handling it. And just as I thought, everyone was down, Debbie Downers, and here we go. Everyone's kind of writing their articles. And then, boom, bust off that screenplay. And, and once again, it, it took me by shock. Because it was like, wow, the Broncos up until that point didn't really have a lot of positive plays. And it was like, oh, that's exciting. So, yes, forgive me. And I apologize to the group. Forgive me for kind of being a player, being a former coach, and just being freaking excited. Is Am I wrong for that, George? I mean, no. <laughs> but wait, but there are rules. There are rules, Nick. <laughs> what there rules? Are- I didn't get the rule book. I didn't get That's it. That's true. That's true. You're technically, I mean, you're, you're media, I guess, but either it doesn't matter, honestly. But uh, I will say, though, you know, I thought the game, to be fair, Nick, when it was 27 to zero, uh, yes, people were, were like, man, they stink, myself included. I was like, <laughs> this is bad. This is really, really bad. And clack, in fact, I think I even I, I tweeted at some point, that the uh, Broncos, the dam has broken, and while the Broncos have have been dead, they have just turned to ash uh, when they went down twenty seven to nothing. Uh, and obviously, they they come back, Nick. Uh, you know what really sparked it was Josie Jewell has the interception. Um, I think towards the end of their uh, of the of the first half, they go down. Jerry Judy scores his first touchdown. 
Chiefs come back out. Patrick Sertan gets a, an interception. Broncos go score again. Jerry Judy again. Then it's halftime, 27-14. And even then, I think, Nick, that's when I ran into you. Uh, and, and even then, I think people were like, yeah, what, you know, they're not going to come back. Then they get the big screenplay to start the second half. Uh, and and it, then it was like, oh, here they come, 27-21. Uh, obviously, you know, Chiefs go down, they score. I think was at the end of the third quarter, I, I believe. Mahomes has, you know, just one of those ridiculous plays. He had a couple today that was just unbelievable. Uh, you know, and then the Broncos come back. Russell Wilson gets hurt. They still score uh, and obviously fall 34-28. Nick, just what was your reaction? Uh, lots of highs and lows. I would argue, like, I know they lost uh, and the, the losing streak continues, but I'd argue that's maybe the most complete game that they've played uh, really all season. And I know they didn't win, uh, but when you talk about how long they played well uh, in terms of end of that first half all the way through most of the second half, uh, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty well-played football game for them. Yeah, it was. And how, how about uh, this sucking for the NFL? because they flexed the Broncos out of that Sunday night spotlight where they have now the, the I think the Miami Dolphins playing the Chargers, but this was a very exciting game uh, to the bitter end. At the outset, no, it, it wasn't. But I was really proud of this team as far as how they competed because when we look at the season as it has go, gone along, this team hasn't shown that they've had the ability to finish. Yes, they, they lost the game, so they didn't finish this game, but, but here's another F word for you, right? And it is they continue to fight. And that was the one thing that I wanted to see. And, and it's one thing if you're fighting against the Colts or, or you're fighting against the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, you went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and the Mighty Chiefs, a team that is playoff bound and probably Super Bowl bound if they can show up a couple of things offensively and defensively. But let's be totally honest. This is the first time we saw, you know, Jerry Judy – really looked like the guy that the Broncos drafted. And it was based on, you know, Nathaniel Hackett putting him in positions to make plays. And for all those who said negative things about Russ leading up to this point, and trust me, I heard a lot of those things sitting in the booth, but Russ really, really show the toughness that he has as a player. And even though he's been doubted as far as his leadership, Man, that guy went out there and he laid it on the line. And when I mean laid it on the line, he really put his body in jeopardy. But I'm really happy about what I saw. And you just hope that this continues with the remaining of the games that that are left over. What's going to happen with Russell and concussion protocol? We we don't really know. But, man, I I was uh, really entertained by what I saw on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote in my gamer, Nick, um, you know, for three minutes and, and 32 seconds there from the moment Josie Jewell had the interception uh, till the, the Marlon Mack screen pass there at the beginning of the third quarter. They played perfect football in terms of they got turnovers that, you know, for a defense that uh, is arguably the best in the NFL, especially statistically, they haven't been great at getting turnovers. Today, Josie Jewell gets the interception. He gets two of them, right? Um, the first two of his career. Uh, which is pretty astonishing considering how long he's been in the league. Then you've got Patrick Sertan, who no one throws at Patrick Sertan. They throw at him today. He makes him pay with a great interception uh, on the ground there. And then the offense moved the ball. I mean, that's the best we've seen the offense, Nick, all season. Obviously, they scored season-high 28 points. Russell Wilson throws three touchdown passes. He obviously had the big, costly interception. And that's, Nick, to me, when when he threw that interception, the pick six, uh, that was like – 
oh my god that, that like the, the stiff arming him to the ground i was like yes. that is that is the broncos season in a nutshell uh and, and for them to come back and to not give up I, I think does say something about this team and again no one out there right nick justin simmons justin simmons even said it after the game there's no moral victories especially in the nfl right there right. really aren't but when you talk about how bad this broncos team has been this season and how close they've been in some of these games I kind of do say this is a moral victory, and I know nobody wants to hear that out there, but when you talk about how bad it's been this season to perform that well for that long of time, like I said, the three minutes and 32 seconds, but really from the moment Josie Jewell had that interception to the moment Russell Wilson went out of the game with the concussion, like that was I, that's the best football they have played this season, and they played it for a long time. So uh, hats off to them for, for continuing to play. I think a lot of teams that were are three and nine sitting – down 27 to zero, not to just anybody, like you said, Nick, to a team that I think is probably going to maybe win the Super Bowl this year uh, and, and has beaten this team 13 times, now 14 times in a row. I Hats off to them. Yeah, hats off to uh, Kansas City because they pulled the game out. But also you got a tip of the cap to the Broncos because we all knew after last week's loss in Cincinnati, a team that Kansas City can't seem to uh, figure out that they were going to walk in with an attitude like, hey, we're going to put up points. And you're right. When Russell tried to throw that that pass to Brandon Johnson and it was a tip back to the linebacker and he ran it in for a touchdown, I think it, everyone was like, oh, man, just the air went out of the stadium. But they continue to fight back. And once again, when we look at the idea of getting to the playoffs, it was the fact that you, you, got, you have to beat teams in your – own division to do that. And we know that that the creme de la creme or the bell or the, the bell of the ball is the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I would have to say that the Broncos went out there and they really played their tails off. And it was really exciting to see because walking into this game, I know neither you nor I or anyone else for that matter picked the Broncos to even score 28 points or let alone be in this game, but just to know how well they fought back. And once again, that was a de- defensive led comeback i mean you talk about josie jewel kicking things off then ps2 kind of got involved with it at the same time and it just kind of built momentum uh with, with the players on the field the play call and you can just feel the energy in the stands just kind of totally change so hopefully the fans were uh, excited about this and you're right there's no moral victories george but i think looking at how well kansas city has been over the past 14 tries you have to look at it and say you know what for this one, we'll take a moral victory. Yeah, definitely. And, and and Nick, we'll get into Russell Wilson here in a bit because we have a lot to talk about him. And, and obviously uh, that injury is kind of scary there for, for a minute for sure. Um, and, and we can also talk about Brett Rippon in a minute. But I did want to ask you about uh, the two plays Mahomes made tonight. And from a defensive perspective, because look, I thought the defense played pretty well tonight. Yeah, they gave up some big plays. That's going to happen, right, against a good Chiefs team. Travis Kelsey's going to make some plays. I thought McKinnon was really good for them tonight. But then Mahomes, man, those two plays he made, the one where he scrambled out, throws the no-look, uh, kind of like jump pass type ball to McKinnon, who then takes it all the way to the house. That's an unbelievable play. It was a no-look, too. I mean, unbelievable. And then the the play in the, I think it was the third quarter, where he scrambles around, looks like he's going to get sacked, gets hit as he throws and throws it right in the back of the end zone uh, to Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, Nick, when you're a def- defensive guy, do you just kind of throw your hands and be like, well, that's going to happen sometimes? 
Well, yeah, you go into the game known as though you, you face players who are great at improvisation. And Patrick Mahomes is definitely one of those guys. And he said, well, he's going to make his plays. You just try to limit the amount of plays that uh, he, he, he makes. And after that play took place, and I'm calling it the Patrick Mahomes skyhook play, a la Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Jet McKinnon, the first thing I said, well, it's like playing against Barry Sanders back in the day. And no, I did not play against Barry Sanders, but I definitely watched him uh, as a kid growing up. You knew great players were going to make great plays. And you you knew you were not going to stop Barry from making those plays. It's kind of the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. This is a lot of backyard football. And here's what I would say. When I, when I think about, you know, uh, Kyler Murray, when I think about Patrick Mahomes, the first thing that comes to mind, George, is, isn't football. It's, it's the fact that these guys have baseball backgrounds. And that, that baseball background allows them to have those different arm angles where they try so many tricky things in a book that, most quarterbacks would be told not to try, but Patrick Mahomes just excelled in those areas. And really quickly, that pass that he threw to Juju Smith-Schuster in the back of the end zone, that's one of those plays that you, you try to practice, but you never get it perfect until you sit in the game. It's a scramble drill. The quarterback is scrambling. You know the wide receivers, they're going to convert their routes, especially inside the red zone. What that means is if you have a guy that's running inside, he's going to pivot back and go right back to the pylon. If you got have a guy who's running a curl route, He's going to run and work the back line of the end zone. And basically, defensively, you have to plaster. And I, and I saw Alex Singleton and uh, Justin Simmons trying to make sure that they get in a way to stop that play. And, George, I'll give you a little tidbit about myself. I was involved with the scramble drill back in uh, 2006. We are playing uh, Big Ben and the Steelers for the right to go face the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. He scrambles. He breaks the pocket. Both Champ Bailey and I have Heinz Ward dead to rights in the end zone. He puts his foot in the ground. He crosses my face. Before I can even take two steps, the ball is off. I jump off my left leg. Heinz Ward catches the pass, and this loud roar rings out uh, then in, in Vesco Field. So I know what it's like to be involved in plays like that. Sometimes you hope the defensive pass rush can save you. Sometimes when it doesn't, it ends up in a touchdown. Yeah, and you know, with the Chiefs, man, they run some some stuff too that you could tell some of the crossing routes. Uh, I think that there was some communication issues at times uh, where you know who was supposed to continue with the guy. I know that happened one time with Josie and Justin. They got confused on who was supposed to continue following him uh, and those sorts of things. But like you said, Nick, like those are going to happen. Those scramble plays are going to happen, right? And Patrick Mahomes is the best in the world at it, right? I mean, he's he's unbelievable. Um, and again, some of the plays he made today is why he's probably going to win the MVP and why the Chiefs have a chance at winning a Super Bowl. Uh, and you just have to, you kind of have to tip your cap to him. And, and even against, you know, again, Mahomes even said it after the game uh, in his press conference, you know, this is a really good Broncos defense. And while he's 10 and 0 now in his career, which is crazy to think he's 10 and 0 against the Broncos, he said this is one of the hardest teams to ever play because they're so sound defensively. Uh, and so you have to make plays like that if you're going to win games against this Broncos defense. So uh, you just kind of have to tip your cap. And, I mean, you look at the stats, Nick. Uh, Mahomes was 28 of 42, 352 yards, three touchdowns and three interceptions. A lot of that uh, yardage came really in the first half. Um, you know, they were able to, I think, fix some things defensively there in the second half that kept, you know, the Chiefs from, from moving the ball. Really. I mean, they only scored seven points, you know, in the third and fourth quarter. And it was on a just an absolutely crazy play. So, uh, again, 
that's going to happen. We talked about it leading up to the game. Mahomes is going to make his plays. But, Nick, we got to take a break real quick, uh, and then we got to dive into some Russell Wilson talk because uh, I think he might have played the best game of his career so far in a Broncos uniform. 